It's time for the 2 News Talking Sports Weekly Huddle, Utah Jazz Edition. All that jazz. Brought to you by R.C. Willie. Hey, it's time for another edition of All That Jazz. My man, Alemi Harrington, oh, is here. I haven't seen you in a few weeks. It's so good to be. Last time I was here, you were not here. Oh, that's right. I was out. Right? I was on a and cruise. And then, then last week, was yeah. it last week the lock was here? Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay. And look yeah. at this. You're hand-stitched. Hand-stitched. Yeah, this is personal edition. Right. Mr. Mac, Mixon Mac. Yeah. Got it. With a skinny tie, you were yeah. making fun of it, but I was hoping it was slimy. I was impressed. I was very impressed with the way that you were handled. The fact that I was able to yeah. get something I sat there in, in suspense, yeah. like, can he do this? And you did. That's I'll tell you thing. what I'm impressed with. Yeah. The Utah Jazz. Ooh. This team is on fire. <laughs> there you go. Back yeah. to you. Yeah. Uh, and you've got, you know, because we text content. Yeah. This, the Our host, whether it's a lemma or mm-hmm. Locke or Chris and Kenny, they come up with the content for this show. This is their show. I just kind of, I sort of drive the yeah. bus and hand off that yeah. kind of thing. And you had like this stack of high notes yeah. and very few low notes because there's, I mean, it's almost like nitpicking. Remember the big, the beginning of the season, there were, you know, a there was ton, a good, yeah, of, you yeah. know, portion of low notes. It was and it rough. Was, yeah. Now it's hard to find some low no. notes, but the high notes and are. that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Are, there are plenty of them, especially yeah, Donovan Mitchell and the way that he's Let's playing right Let's start with that because that was your first, that was yeah. your top line. You're talking about how hot he's been in the entire month of January. Led the team in scoring every mm-hmm. game except that one where Crowder went off for third. Yeah, the last time that it was here, we were talking about, last time you and I were together, we were talking about Kevin McHale and his comment about Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. They figured him out. And I said, ah, <laughs> no, come on. Great and, work, Kevin. Yeah, right. And, and since then, you look at the January that he's had, averaging over 30 points, Per game, the guy is absolutely oh. on fire, and then he fills in at that one spot when Ricky Rubio is out, yeah. and now all of a sudden has his first double double of his career with 11 assists this past week. And you look at what he's been able to do. That I think was was a huge plus for the Utah Jazz that they were able to slide him into the one and let him play there. That doesn't mean that Ricky Rubio isn't still your best the point guy, guard yeah, on this yeah. team. But it, allows, it allowed you to see what that lineup would look like and give uh, Donovan Mitchell an opportunity to kind of feel out being that point guard. And down the stretch, there are going to be opportunities and times yeah. where they will need that. Kevin McHale. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's one I'll bet he wishes he had back. They figured him out. All right. Well, beyond just uh, Donovan, yeah. really the whole team. This has become kind of a mm-hmm. high-powered offense. You talk about offensive explosions, and we talk about, you know, one of the things that we bring up on our pregame reports, and we, we talk about windicators, right? These windicators. Indi- indicators that the Jazz will win. One of them is the three-point numbers. And the three-point numbers, if the Jazz get 12 or more, then they're like 13 and 1 at this point. If, if Kyle Korver gets two or more three-pointers in a game, then you're looking at a winning percentage like 15 and one when he and they had 15 hit, in this right. game. We're looking and at. you take a look. It's not just the three pointers made, which is always important because you know you look at the overall percentage, which is shots taken, shots made. But the number that they are taking is gone up dramatically as well. They're close to 40 per game in the last five wow. games. You know the last two going 38, 39. They had 41 prior or 40 prior to that. And so it's become such a, a, a significant part of their offense, but guys are making the shots. Like, you know, you could shoot 40 and only make five, yeah, right. and, and then they would say, hey, you got to stop you shooting the three-pointer. Yeah. But they've got enough talent on this team, guys that can make the shots, 
And remember when Ricky Rubio used when he was in Minnesota, nobody ever wanted him to take no, a three point. Never. He was not yeah. a, he was yeah. not a jump shooter, but he has improved his three point shot. And across the board, the Jazz have guys that can make the three point shot. Joe Ingles, Jay Crowder. Of course, Kyle Corbin. Favors will hit yeah, one five And favors will, will knock one down, that? too. Yeah, I love that. All right, let's talk a little bit. About, we'll have the rest of the All-Star team announced, I believe, on Thursday. Yeah. Um, the, the big question is Rudy Gobert. We all believe there's no question he should be on this All-Star mm -hmm. team. There is that thought, what if it doesn't happen? Yeah. Does it stir a, a, a set of emotions yeah. that suddenly takes him to a whole new level? You know, you and I you know, remember a guy that played for the Utah Jazz that was 256 driven, pounder. right? Driven yeah. by a, this chip on his shoulder mentality, almost to the point where he, you know, would every season look for something to be upset about, and that would drive him to a new level of performance. And for Rudy Gobert, there's no doubt in my mind, I think the majority of the NBA, this, this man is deserving. He's an all NBA player. He's also the defensive player of the year. How does he not make the all-star yeah, team? I agree. But there is a chance that he won't. I, I do think on Thursday when the, the reserves are announced that Rudy Gobert will be part of that. But either way, you know, the thing that, that I like about Rudy Gobert's performance is that he has taken it to a whole new level. Because we talked at the beginning of the season how his offense has improved. He's the defensive, yeah, defending yeah. defensive player of the year. But can he improve his game? The answer is absolutely yes, and he has done that both offensively and defensively. I still remember back in like his rookie year, he was yeah. just this big giraffe just trying to find his way <laughs> around But the block the shots. Those you know, were I, always there. I love, yeah, yeah. I love the, the, the fact that Rudy's Kids, which is his foundation, they give a $1,000 donation. This is when they're on the road to a charity that's you know outside of the state of, of, of yeah, Utah. Right. And over the two games that he's done it, four blocks against the Clippers and then three blocks against Minnesota. So he's given away $7,000 to charity for every block shot, you know, That's it's $1,000. Awesome. Good, uh, yep. just a shout out to, to Rudy and, and his foundation. And he wants to get as yeah. many as he can. He doesn't mind get, donating yeah. that money. Uh, speaking of Rudy, I love that you call it the Wasatch Front yes. when the big guys get in there yeah. together. That, it's gotta be the right matchup, mm -hmm. but man, when it is, it yeah, looks I can, And I can't take credit for the Wasatch Front. I think that might've been either Matt Harpering or or it could have been uh, um, Big T, Thurl Bailey. They came up with the Wasatch Front. Maybe it was Bowler. But either way, what a great description of the two big yeah. men for the Utah Jazz. When you look at the combination of the consistency that you get from Derek Favors, both on offense and defense, the numbers aren't going to wow you sometimes, but his ability to be consistent on a night-in, night-out basis, we call him that blue-collar type of player, right? That shows up with his lunch pail, he's ready to play every night. And then on the other side, Rudy with a little more dynamic type of performance because he's got the, you know, the wingspan to, to go along with the, the height that allows him to block shots and, and disrupt uh, offenses. And people have to, I mean, they're game planning against how to deal with those two guys. Well, that's I hard would to add do. To, to this, and we saw this against Minnesota, the, the use of uh, Jay Crowder on the defensive end sometimes yeah. has been, you know, brilliant what, what Quinn Snyder has been able to His do. His favor is actually bring a lunch pail. He should. <laughs> that would be actually great. All right, we're going we're gonna to nitpick with two low notes. And yeah. one of those, we saw it in that first game against Minnesota. They were up by 21 yeah. going to the fourth quarter. 
and the Wolves came all the way back. Losing leads is something yeah. that, that could catch up to you if you're not yeah. careful. It's not something that you want to get accustomed to. And and we talked about you know two things because there was a time that the Jazz know this from their own personal experience that in the month of January they've had five games where they were, they were trailing at the half. They came back to win it. So you, they know in the NBA, NBA you're never out of the game. Right. But you don't want to get to the point where and, and it's it's very difficult because it's human nature when you are up by 20 or more to feel like okay we can let the you know take the, the foot off the gas pedal a little bit and it's kind of almost a, a learned um, uh, attitude to be able to close teams out you know you think back back on the greats like a Michael Jordan for instance oh yeah and and they were known for okay when it's time to put them away they put you away yeah. so you don't have any hope of coming back. If you want to be a championship team, you're yeah. right. You have to get to that level. Last low note, and this was kind of fun against, well, fun yeah. in a way. Yeah, because you're, you're not Because we were covering it. <laughs> yeah, we're not paying the you're fees, not paying the but fine. But the technical fouls, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you don't want to see too much. I think you like the scrappiness and the attitude, and, and I think that that's a, like, you look at this, you know, this incident with Plumlee. I, I think you like this, this type of uh, scrappiness, but you got to be careful with the technical fouls. And you know you got to be be careful because you got guys. When you have an altercation like this, you're always at a risk of one of your guys coming off the bench. And and you yeah. and I have seen such a um, you know a uh, I guess you know a di discipline with players and coaches. You know we're far far away from Alonzo Mourning dragging yeah. you know Van Gundy down the, right. the court where guys stay on the bench. <laughs> and, well, that's why they came up with that discipline, rule. right? Yeah. And they're yeah. disciplined in that, but. You look at, you know, some guys can afford the, you know, the, the fines. Other guys, a good like point. a Royce O'Neal, you know, he's still on a rookie contract. He's like, man, how much is that? He's yeah, like, I need to stay on the I got to make sure yeah. that, that I'm not, you know, getting caught with these technical fouls. That's a great fouls. point. Yeah. I haven't thought about yeah. it that way because those can add up. All right, speaking of that, we're going to jump into this week's edition of Bishop Family Dental Jazz Bites because you deserve a positive experience. Let's go back to that physical battle that Alema was just talking about with the Nuggets when Favors was sent to the locker room early. Jazz Bites, brought to you by Bishop Family Dental. We wanted to come out with a lot of fight. Uh, D-Fave took it to another level. <laughs> um, but I think we can, you know, we can really kind of fed off that, to be honest with you, and, and uh, the energy was great out there tonight. Yeah, it definitely fuels them a lot. Obviously, the home team, majority of the time, fuels off, off of it more, and um, that's what happened tonight, I feel like. We wanted him to have his back, you know, and a guy like that get into a heated altercation, your teammates got to be there to have your back, and we were there for, for him. How difficult is it when someone's just in your face and to not react? Oh, it's very difficult, uh, no doubt. Uh, if it was in the park, it'd be a, it would have went down. It would have went down for sure. Uh, but like I said, you have to think about your teammates. You got to think about the situation that's at hand, and we're trying to win the game here, and I don't want to make it a me against him, but it would have went down back if it was at the park. Yeah, that's who we are. We've had plenty of times. You know, look at Phoenix last year, look at Minnesota last year. We've had different instances, and we've always kept our head and kept our composure. And we, and we knew Fave. Like, I don't think Fave really did much, to be honest. You know, and I don't think he, I don't think he should have been ejected. I don't, I didn't see all of it. But you know, at the end of the day, we're gonna have each other's back. We're gonna be there for each other, and we all know that. And we're gonna continue to push. All right, two things here. They all have each other's back. Yeah, I love Crowder. <clears throat> You know, I, Jokic, that how was, he avoided yeah. that. I mean, there are some guys yeah. who would just go off. That reminds me of when I first came in the business in 96 and you were here and I was at, you know, a different station yeah. and those media scrums, we, we called, right? Lot, you, yeah, yeah, there were there were a couple of times. Rough. You just, just like Jokic, you were up yeah. there and I was like, wow. I was okay. like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> but we never got into it. All right. Anyway, let's do uh, some home court advantage now presented by Security National Mortgage because you 
deserve a positive experience. Now, as we look at the Jazz schedule, still four of the next mm -hmm. five at home. This is your Security National Mortgage Company home court advantage. Yeah, I stepped on the sponsors. Yeah, uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's anyway, okay. still four of the next five at home. After they visit the Blazers on Wednesday night, they get another four-game yeah. homestand to open February. As you see here, the Hawks, that epic battle of the Rockets yeah. on Super Bowl Eve will be fun. Suns and Spurs. And last game for the All-Star break at Golden State. What are you seeing here that you're liking? How about this? We have not played the Suns yet. So you got the Phoenix I Suns. I mean, you got some teams. When you talk about teams under 500, and there's some teams then that are at the bottom of the NBA. And the Jazz still have, have four of those yeah. against the Suns specifically. But, but you the better still bring it. You still got to bring it. There's no doubt yeah. about that. You got guys, you know, this is the NBA. Those guys are talented. And, you know, even if a team is shorthanded, we saw this with Minnesota, they lost, you know, majority of their, their players were either hurt or, you know, get kicked out of the yeah. game, whatever the case. Rose, and, yeah. Right. And, and, uh, and they're still able to compete. And so with the Suns or the Hawks or, or any of these other teams that are at the bottom yeah, of the NBA, um, you need to be mindful of that. But you have a great still, graphic here. I want to. Yeah, and I'll give credit that. to Mike Smith because okay. Mike Smith is the one that, that puts a lot of this together. But along this is with cool. Barker. The, this is kind of specifically what's yeah. remaining a home versus road. If you look at that first column there, the Jazz with 17 home games more than any other current yeah. playoff team except Oklahoma City. But then look at that right column. Yeah. So the Jazz along with Spurs and the Rockets, they have the fewest remaining games against teams with winning records. Yeah. So you like this. Yeah, so teams that are over 500, I mean, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Phoenix Suns as a team below 500. The Utah Jazz have the least um, a number of games against teams that have winning records. They right. also, if you take a look at it, they have the most home games. And you take a look at like for Por Portland, for instance, Portland's got, you know, just they only have 13 home, home games, games yeah. out, out of this next 31. 16 of those games will be against teams that are over 500. They've got a rough road in front of them. The Utah Jazz, you know, would arguably have the easiest path to staying where they are. And for for Jazz fan out there, it's all about well, we want to make the playoffs. There was a there was a moment where like, are the Jazz going to make the right. playoffs? And you know, there's some like myself that were saying, well, it's they're, they're going to be okay in part because of this. But now, if you look at it, if they can just hang on to their position. They'll, they'll make the playoffs, obviously, because of where they are right now. But I have, I think they have a good chance, maybe even to get to a home, home court advantage oh, spot. Oh, that would be nice. Like number four. Yeah. Well, yeah. and remember, it was like we knew in the early part of the season this would have to yeah. cycle around because the schedule was so difficult yeah. then. And they had so many. Everybody plays the same amount of home and road games. Right. The Jazz just played a ton of road yeah. games early. So now it's payback time. Yeah. As, you know, as the NBA. Time to take goes. advantage of, you know, having weathered that storm, which they did very well. Yeah, they did. They did yeah. a great job. And now uh, Denver and Portland. We've seen how chippy those yeah. games can be. So we'll we'll keep an eye yeah. on. Oh, there they go right now. As a I, I, so I that's love, two important I, rivals. You know, right? I, I really like that, that you're starting to develop these rivalries. Yeah, where they, it starts are. to feel like you look, you look forward to these games. Man, I can't wait to play Portland again. Can't wait to play Denver again because of, of the energy that is in your arena. Right, we only have a few seconds left. So what's on your mind? Anything you want, you get 20 seconds. Well, I'm looking for yeah, I'm looking forward to this Portland game because if you look oh, at yeah. the Utah Late Jazz, game. we talked right. It's it's that's an important game because right now the Jazz have a two-one advantage in the series. Right? So you want the tiebreaker. You want the tiebreaker, and it could pay off down the road. There you go, and you can catch yeah. a lemma. Is, is it is it Mike this week or you got Big T back? He's Mike was uh, last game. Big T's back. Okay, so they're both great. Yeah. They do a great yeah. job on your show. All right, there you go. Another all that Jazz in the books. We'll see you next week with another edition of All. Oh.
that jazz.